Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. Good morning. How is everybody doing on this beautiful New Year's Day? It is excellent to, to be here with you, not only on the, the first day uh, of a new year, but we are kicking off a brand new series. What could be better? And good news, uh, exciting news, this is, is not one of those month-long series like we've done in the past. Nay, this is a one-year-long series uh, that we are going to be uh, going through throughout 2017. Uh, it's going to be called The Three Journeys of Spiritual Growth. And we have been invited to... Uh, on this journey with God. We sang this morning, and worship was so good this morning. Thank you so much, worship team. That was phenomenal. But that, that final song, you know, He loves us, how He loves us, right? And as we were singing that, and as I was just kind of soaking that truth in, right, it's because of God's unfailing love that He has invited us into this journey of spiritual growth. Right? The spiritual growth is not a heavy, burdensome thing that we just have to do because we're Christians. Right? This is an invitation to find freedom in our lives. To know the transcendent creator of the world as our Father. This, this, this God that we, by the Holy Spirit, can come close to and call Abba, Father. And we are invited and on this outward journey to continue the work that God began in this earth. We are called to continue that work of extending the kingdom of God into the whole world, right? And that is all because of God's love, right? These journeys don't get us into the kingdom, right? These journeys don't get us in God's good graces, but these are kind of the outflow. These are the works that come after our relationship through faith in Jesus Christ, yeah. all right? So, yeah, so we're going to be spending the, the year talking about these three journeys, and today isn't going to be as much a sermon as kind of an introduction. And I don't know how many of you guys uh, have taken college courses, right, in that first class, you're kind of going through the syllabus. Today is syllabus day, all right? And so we're going to be kind of doing an overview of where we are going to be going for 2017 as individuals as a, and as a community uh, who are pursuing spiritual growth um, in uh, drawing closer to Jesus Christ. And the, the truth is that every single one of us, whether we are saved or not saved, are on these three journeys uh, in some way, right? And we are on these three journeys of the inward journey, the upward journey, and the outward journey. And we're going to describe what each one of these is individually. And even though as we go throughout the year, we're going to take the first four months to look at the inward journey, um, even though if we're focusing on one at a time, you know, we are all somewhere along the path of each of them. And we're going to see that they intertwine and they are interdependent upon one another. And these three journeys, the, the inward journey, the upward journey, and the outward journey, are simply a way for us to communicate and to talk about our spiritual growth. 
Right, and the definition uh, that we're going to be using and coming back to throughout 2017 for spiritual growth is uh, from Robert Mulholland. And he wrote a fantastic book called Invitation to a Journey. Robert Mulholland, Invitation to a Journey. I encourage you guys to, to get a hold of that and to, to read through it this year as kind of a supplement to our, our sermon series as we, as a community, grow closer to Jesus together. But in this book, Invitation to a Journey, Robert Mulholland says that the definition of spiritual growth is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. And we'll dive into this uh, in, a, in more detail as the series continues. But just real quick, we see there, there's four parts of this definition. First off, uh, spiritual growth is a process, right? We are all on this journey. None of us has yet arrived. And so we're all moving towards Christ-likeness together. Second, um, as we are in this journey, not only is it our works and our effort and our, you know, strength that makes us more Christ-like, good news, we have the Holy Spirit who has empowered us and who does the transformation process as we pursue Christ. Right? In 2 Corinthians, it says that as we behold Jesus, we are transformed more and more into his image. Right? And so, it, luckily, praise God, it is not just us kind of working ourselves up and getting good and Christ-like. As we walk it out, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms us. And this process, the target of this process is becoming Christ-like. We want to take on the image of Jesus Christ. Each day, we want to be more and more like Jesus than we were the day before. And so that means taking on characteristics like um, self-sacrifice and humility and love. And, and the, the, the outflow of this becoming Christ-like, right, is our fourth idea, is that it's for the sake of others. It's for the benefit of others. Our spiritual growth is not merely for our own happiness, though I think it definitely helps. I think it's really good. It's not for us to kind of, kind of compartmentalize our spiritual growth into this kind of quiet time in the prayer closet that we have in, in the morning, and then we kind of go out and we're just like everybody else. No, we are transformed into the image of God for the sake, for the benefit of others, to reveal Jesus to a hurt and lost and hurting world, right? We are to bear witness of Jesus Christ everywhere that we go, right? And so that is uh, where we're heading this year, is this idea of spiritual growth. And as Christ followers, we are called and expected to grow into spiritual maturity. We're supposed to continue walking out this process. Um, in John, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So good. And there's this idea, as we are in Christ, as we are abiding in Jesus, as we are spending time with Jesus, we bear fruit. We grow spiritually. And what I think is really exciting that I'm going to try to hammer home a few times this morning is that this, uh, these three journeys, this spiritual growth, does not get us into the kingdom, right? We have been invited into the kingdom. We have uh, been saved by grace through faith. We are in, all right? And this, these journeys, are the outworking of that 
faith. But not only are we called and expected to grow as believers because we are compared to a living branch there in John, but I really believe that this process actually makes life better. I think that life gets better as we come into alignment with how God has created us to live life, right? And it makes us better at life as we come into alignment with how God created us to live. So the whole year, the the good news is that spiritual growth isn't this heavy burden that we're asking you to carry. It is this joyous journey that increases our capacity to enjoy God and to enjoy life. All right, so that is where we're going. And I am really excited about spending the year uh, growing spiritually with you guys. It's going to be super, super fun. And so today, you can get out your syllabuses. We are going to look through the the three journeys, and we're going to look at how uh, Paul talks about the three journeys in Colossians, or how we can see the three journeys in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. No, it was a joke. Not a great, not a great, not a great joke. Did this get weird? I'm moving closer to the mic? Oh, okay. Great. All right. So the first journey is the inward journey, all right? And this is the journey of self-discovery, all right? This involves dealing with our personal growth and personal maturity. This is, and we're all on this, on this journey, whether we're Christians or, or not, right? We all, uh, you know, it's 2017, it's the new year. Maybe we've set some goals or some resolutions for this year. Like, we have this desire to grow and to, to get better, to do life better. And so there's a lot of options out there um, for how do we improve our life. You know, one of my favorite books is uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Franklin Covey. Anybody else read? Read that? A couple of us? So good. And I use the, the things I learned from that book every day, learning about, you know, how to schedule my time and to, how to think about making sure that the urgent doesn't usurp the important things in life and, and all these really useful things that have been great. So I encourage you, read that book. But on top of just our own personal spiritual or our own personal growth, we as Christ followers want to grow spiritually. And so we uh, are, this journey involves discovering our true identity. So we want to deal with things like ungodly beliefs or deal with things like unforgiveness or shame or these things that hold us back in life. You know, for me, for a, a lot of my Uh, Christian life, I was believing this ungodly belief, this lie that said, you know, I'm not good enough. You know, this lie that said, Mark, you're never going to amount to anything. And because I believe that lie, I lived my life out of it and just kind of had this assumption that things weren't going to work out, that things, uh, that I was not going to ever be uh, enough to measure up to people's expectations. But as I've walked through the the inward journey, and here at New Day, right, we have the healing and restoration ministry, which uh, helps people, you know, we sit down and we pray together and we help each other walk out this journey. But through through sitting down and walking out the the inward journey, I uh, learned to, to find freedom in 
aligning myself with the truth of what God actually thinks about me, realizing that these other things that I thought were a lie, right, a lie from the pit of hell, and I, on, on this journey, learned that well, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, God super-duper loves me, right? I have an important part to play in God's story, right? And so as we walk out this inward journey, we find freedom. We find positive life change that helps us to do life better, right? And so for believers, this journey means putting off the fleshly and broken sinful aspects of ourselves and putting on the godly, wholesome, and healthy lifestyles and healthy practices that draw us close to God. It means working out the, you know, repentance and forgiveness, you know, dealing with shame. And the Bible gives us a lot of tools to do this. The, the Bible reveals the truth that we choose to align ourselves with, right? I am created in God's image. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God wants me to abound and flourish. Like, this is the truth of what God wants for us. And then it gives us tools to, to go after these things, things like prayer and Sabbath rest, uh, repentance, forgiveness, fasting, all of these things that we do in order to further our journey. All right, and so in Colossians, Paul talks, oops, the inward journey answers the question, who am I? So in Colossians, Paul says this, in, starting in chapter 3, verse 5, he says, put to death, therefore, Whatever belongs to the earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. And so here, Paul is talking about putting off brokenness and death. He's talking about getting rid, uh, uh, putting off all the consequences of the fall, these things which bring division and separation, things that bring corruption and death every time we practice them, right? These things, every time we step into this old nature, it brings death and corruption, and so Paul calls us to put that off, put off sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. In verse 8, he talks about some more things we should put off. And, and these lists here aren't exhaustive, uh, but he's calling us to get rid of everything, every trace, every habit that comes from our old sin-dominated lives. And this is possible, not because we're called to kind of Hike up our britches. Is that a thing that people say? Hike up your britches. Uh, it, you know, this is only possible not under our own strength, but it is accomplished because of what Jesus did on the cross, where he defeated sin and death so that we can put off these sinful things. Right? And so this putting off is the first half of the inward journey. And Paul continues in verse 10. He says, and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
And I bolded that therefore because it's important. We see that the inward journey is not our way to get into God's good graces, to make God love us, right? The therefore says, you are God's chosen people. You are uh, in my family. You are now the circumcision, right? And because you are in, this is how you should live your lives. This is how you should align yourself correctly with how I created you and how I created life to be lived, right? Um, and so this is the other side of that inward journey, the, the putting on of our true identity, and so we learn to, to walk out the new creation reality that Jesus made available to us through faith. And so as life goes on, as we continue walking down this path, we want to see these characteristics of Christ increasingly displayed in our lives. We want to see ourselves growing in compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience. Now, you know, we want to see ourselves becoming more humble and self-sacrificing as Jesus was. And again, here in Colossians, this isn't an exhaustive list, but it's indicative of the new creation realities which are already ours, that we have available, and therefore we want to see increase in our lives. All right, so that is the inward journey, answering the question, who am I? The second journey is the upward journey. Now this is the journey uh, to discover the spiritual dimension of life, the spiritual reality of life. This is all about learning who God is. So this uh, journey answers the question, who is God? Right? How does God relate to creation? And all people through all of history have asked this question, right? We've all been in a place, maybe we've been in a place of, of doubting. I know that I have, right? And just going, who is God? How does all this make sense? Why am I here? You know, but as I look out at the vastness of creation, like there must be a God, but who is he? You know, this is the question, and Robert Mulholland has this uh, great line in his book. He says, the human hearts are hungering for deeper realities in which their fragmented lives can find some measure of wholeness and integrity. Deeper experiences with God through which their troubled lives can find meaning, value, purpose, and identity. That's a good word, right? All, of, all human hearts are hungering for the transcendent, right? We are, are yearning to, to know God, to help us to put life in its proper perspective. Right, so this is the, the upward journey. It, you know, because we need to go on the upward journey because just the inward journey, right, knowing ourselves can only bring us so far in life. We need to come into the knowledge of who God is in all of his majesty in order to become whole. It's only through knowing who God is and how we fit into his plan that we're ultimately able to find contentment and satisfaction. Otherwise, I think that no matter what we achieve, whether that's in our, you know, at work, or in our family life, or in our marriages, or with friends, or, you know, in whatever area, right, we won't find contentment unless we are able to find ourselves in, in, in God, who God is, and how we fit into his plan, and into his story. 
And so this involves learning who God is. And this means, you know, studying the Bible is an important part of the, the upward journey, right? We can know some things about God from just natural revelation as we go outside and we look at the, the trees and the, the stars and all the amazing creation all around us. We can say, man, th this cannot be an accident. Somebody must have put this together on purpose. But who was it? How do I know him? How do I draw close to him? Right? It is through the special revelation of the Word of God that we are able to know who God is, that we are able to know that He's not just this kind of far-off and aloof God that just created everything and is just watching, but we know that He is a Father who loves us. We, we know that He is a, a Father who went to the ends of the earth to make a way for us to be restored to Him. Right? We know that this world we see that is dominated by sin and corruption and death is not the way it's supposed to be. Right? We know that there is an eternal hope that God is going to make everything right again. Right? And so we, as we learn who God is, it brings peace, it brings hope, and it brings joy to our lives. And that is one of the beautiful parts of the upward journey. Right? And it also includes, you know, uh, growing in our relationship with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit through, through prayer and through worship, right? It's, you know, again, and this is part of God not being far off and aloof, but the, the psalmist says, taste and see that I am good, right? And so it's this invitation that God has invited us into experiencing him. It's not just I'm going to learn some facts about Jesus and it's just kind of this mental ascent and that's my spiritual life, right? No, it's this invitation to know God the Father who loves you intimately, who wants to comfort you in times of difficulty, who wants to be close to you even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That is who God is and that is who we get to experience and get to know through the upward journey. And so this is ultimately living out uh, the great commandment as we love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. And Paul talks about the upward journey in Colossians 3, though you won't find that terminology here. Uh, he says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. All right, and just an aside here, again, Paul says that since you've already been raised with Christ, this is what you should do, right? Again, this is not do these things so God accepts you and that you can be in the family, all right? You're in. Good news. God loves you, and this is the outflow of, of that relationship. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And so the upward call is, is the motivation for the inward journey. As we learn who, who God is, it transforms us and sets, brings freedom in our lives. The upward journey is about aiming or setting our sights on heaven. 
right? And, and Paul here is talking about some really amazing realities of knowing Christ, right? He's seated with God in heaven. We are now hidden with Christ. Christ is coming back. When he does, we will appear with him in glory, right? And so he's inviting people in to get to know who God is the, and to learn what these theological ideas mean, and not just so we can know them and, and check them off of our doctrinal understanding, right, but to know how, who Christ is and what that means for our relationship with him. So the upward journey is all about knowing and experiencing God, setting our eyes on Christ and getting to know him, right? So the inward journey is answering the question, who am I? The upward journey is answering the question, who is God? And thirdly, uh, and this is going to be towards the end of the year, the last trimester of the year, um, is the outward journey. Now, the outward journey is the discovery of our purpose and our calling in life, um, especially in regards to how we relate to others and how we relate to uh, all of creation. Right? This uh, journey answers the question, who is everyone else and how do I relate to them? All right? Who is everyone else? How do I relate to them? It answers the question, you know, what is community and how do I do community well? And for all people, Christians and non-Christians, this outward journey includes our jobs and our involvement in the community, our involvement in society. And for, for Christ followers, the, the, the early church, you know, the, the New Testament letters, uh, deal with this a lot, right? They talk a lot. Paul talks a lot about how we live in community well, right? Doing life in community with other Christians and doing life well with other non-Christians is not optional Christianity, right? Our Christianity is, is not supposed to move us closer and closer to spiritual hermitage. Is that a word? Herman? Herm Becoming spiritual hermits. Herman. Now, we're not supposed to become spiritual hermans. That's a, that doesn't even make sense. I'm completely lost now. We're okay. So we're supposed to learn how to do life well together in community. But for Christians, this takes on a, another level uh, because it is about our call to, um, to reach the world right? To, to point people towards Jesus. And as we'll talk more uh, as we get to this part of the journey, uh, this includes discovering and growing in our spiritual gifts. How has God created you to fulfill this call to extend his kingdom? You know, and it also involves learning how do we represent or how do we live out these characteristics of, of God? How do we live out these characteristics of the kingdom in all of our interactions, in all of our relationships? And so we want to, in the outward journey, learn how to uh, reveal his mercy. How do we live lives of forgiveness? How do we uh, share the, the message of salvation? How do we fulfill this call to live justly, to serve the poor, and to help the needy? These are all important aspects uh, of this journey, and it's the, the outward journey is becoming more Christ-like to the world. This is become, this is, you know, we're 
Spiritual growth is about becoming Christ-like, and the goal of that is to reach the world with the message of Jesus Christ. So this is really fulfilling the Great Commission, to go out and uh, make disciples of all nations. And in Colossians, Paul says in verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. After this uh, section of Colossians, Paul goes on to show how being in Christ and putting on these godly characteristics uh, should affect our lives as husbands and wives, as children and parents, how this affects us in, in the workplace, right? Because the, the goal of Christ-likeness, the goal is to bear witness of Jesus to the world. And it, this is the, the, the purpose uh, of the outward journey. And you could, you could say that it is learning to live in love. That is, that is what the outward journey is all about, learning how do we live in love. And this it certainly involves how we treat each other, but you know, the greatest expression of love is sharing Jesus Christ with everybody that we come in contact with, right? Whether that means you know, preaching the gospel or just being the hands and feet of Jesus that shows love everywhere that we go. In John, uh, the author says this, he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Right? So the father was so in love with the world that he sent Jesus you know, to, to die on the cross, to bear our sin, to bear uh, our penalty, so that we could be reconciled, so that we could step into and live in eternal life. That was God's purpose for, for sending Jesus. And then a few chapters later, Jesus says to his disciples, and he says to you and I, peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Right? And so this idea of the outward journey of impacting the world with the reality of Jesus' love is not an optional part of our Christianity. Right? This is an important and vital thing. And as we walk this out, as we live well in community, uh, you're actually, I think this is where we're going to see the, the largest uh, steps in our spiritual growth, right? I don't think we can grow spiritually alone nearly as quickly as we can as we come together, as we share life together, as we uh, reveal our struggles and our pains and our difficulties, and we bear the difficulties, pains, and struggles of others, right? And so we can come into the world in community and reveal Jesus, all right? All right, so the inward journey is who am I? The upward journey, who is God? And the outward journey, who is everyone else, right? That is where we're going for 2017. And again, we're going to go into more detail as we progress with this, but this has just been kind of the, the big overview and over the next few weeks, we're going to be uh, identifying and setting some spiritual growth goals individually and corporately for 2017. But I invite you to do some self-reflection this morning or at some point today. 
as we think about these three journeys. And the first thing I encourage you to do is to think, where are you on each of these three journeys? You know, and maybe for you, that's just kind of, you know, on a scale of one to ten, where are you on the inward, upward, and outward journey? You know, ten meaning I am crushing this journey. One being I didn't even know I was on the path. What's going on? This is all confusing to me. Right? And you're probably somewhere in the middle there. Um, But try to identify where do you land on these three journeys? And then think, you know, how could I move forward, right? How can I advance uh, on these journeys? And what steps could I begin today or could I put into practice this week that is going to help me move forward on these journeys? So I encourage you before the the day is over to to ponder these questions, to think about them, and to do a little bit of self-reflection here at the beginning of the year. And of course... The first step and the place that every journey needs to start uh, on the three journeys is receiving Jesus as Lord. And if you've never invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I just invite you to to pray this prayer with me this morning. So if everybody could just uh, bow their heads and close their eyes, and you can pray out loud with me, or you can pray silently with me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and to come into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning for the first time or decided to, to recommit your life to Jesus, you've been wandering for a while, I invite you just to come and talk to me or talk to somebody on the prayer team. We would love to, to help you get started uh, on this, and we just welcome you to the family of God. And let's just close in prayer. If everybody could stand with me. Father God, we love you. God, we're so grateful for you. We thank you for your unfailing love. God, that you have invited us uh, to, to come with you on these journeys. Lord, and we know that these aren't always easy. God, we know that our own flesh and, and the culture and the enemy would come against us to keep us uh, from successfully uh, walking these things out, God. But you are greater. You are stronger. You are our hope. You have empowered us. You have saved us and you have called us. And we thank you for that and we stand in that truth. Lord, help us to walk these things out in 2017. Help us to set goals that you are putting on our hearts, that you are calling to us this year, Father. And we just want to grow closer to you individually and grow closer to you as a community in 2017. Lord Jesus, we love you. Amen.